Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Well, buenos dias, my beautiful little breakfast tacos. Como estas ustedes? See, I'm, 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 I'm speaking Americanized Spanish because I could actually speak pretty good Spanish. Plus, you know, I know how to pronounce chicharrones. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's what they tried to, to put in Jill Biden's speech. Uh, you know, in the, in the first draft anyway. And she's like, what's a chicharroni? I don't know what a chicharroni is. Uh, we'll talk about that because it was hilarious to me. I, you know, I, I look Mexican, but I'm not. But if I were, I wouldn't take offense. I mean, breakfast tacos are delicious. So anyway, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And uh, as has become customary on the program, whenever we are recording it, I do let you know because, hey, a lot can happen between now and when it's supposed to air. Even though Gino throws it up on the interwebs, you know, the thing that Al Gore created, uh, you know, sooner than it airs, and that's perfectly fine because, eh. So, uh, today is uh, July the 13th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, Tomorrow... Uh, would have been my grandfather's birthday. And I know uh, he shares a birthday with Gino, so happy birthday, Gene Bean. Uh, I, I've, I've given Gino a new nickname. Uh, his new nickname is Big Wheel because he's got a scooter that he loves as much as life itself. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. See, I, I, I go off rabbit trails uh, because I, I saw a comment somebody forwarded to me. Uh, how do I put this nicely? Uh, some of you have one version of how this program is done, and then there's reality of it. Uh, when, when you're imagining wine being made, you're imagining uh, lovely ladies in white sundresses, you know, stepping on grapes barefoot. Uh, and, and that's how you might imagine this radio program, uh, you know, coming together. In fact, it's a burly fellow with gray chest hair and a wife beater stomping grapes in his bathtub. Uh, we, don't, we don't do a lot of, I don't have writers. I don't have a lot of prep. I get on here and I vent for an hour. And some of you uh, think that there's uh, decent enough takeaways where you actually listen. So, uh, I, you know, if, if I knew what I was going to say over the course of the next 55 odd minutes uh i i I may give you a heads up uh if uh the conversation uh, descended into uh what is it i I saw this a school board member teaching sexual pleasure classes at her sex shop for kids as young as nine see i would have given you a warning and said hey cover your innocent ears but kids shouldn't be listening to me anyway this is this is for their parents because uh we haven't talked about anything fun in a long time. There's, there's nothing, you know, good going on other than, you know, the reversal of, of Roe versus Wade or the, the, the overturning thereof. 
But even then, uh, apparently somebody took it to heart, and now they want to make floating abortion clinics. Remember when I say they should take over the boats that casinos are in? You know, take those off dock, and, and you're no longer on state land. Uh, this, is, this is how mad, and by mad I mean insane, these people are about their unquenchable desire to kill babies. Uh, it's, so now they're going to try for floating abortion clinics. Or, you know, you go to Yosemite or Yellowstone. Sequoia is kind of on fire, so I don't know if you'd want to go there. But they're planning, they're hoping, they're praying to Beelzebub or whoever they pray to as uh, they cut themselves repeatedly uh, that, you know, somebody will greenlight abortion clinics in, in national parks because national parks are part of the federal government and so uh, they could get away with it. That would be sick. It would be sad. And uh, I know that a lot of people would just stop going. But back to the breakfast tacos, a delicious meal, uh, any time of the day, really. This is what you get when elitist people try to pander to what they consider the peasant class. This is what you get when elitists try to uh, insinuate that uh, they're looking at you in the eye. They're, they're no better or worse than you. We're all the same. Uh, you get you get people like Hillary Clinton saying she's got hot sauce in her purse. The only thing Hillary Clinton had in her purse when she met, you know, black church people was Germax. Because the things she said about black people should make you wonder, uh, is, is she really a closet racist or is she a full-blown racist? Uh, but we'll leave Hillary Clinton to that. Uh, whoever wrote this speech for Dr. Jill, and I know I use the word doctor uh, liberally, uh, because uh, if you were having a stroke, a heart attack, uh, you know, e even if you had uh, some sort of bowel blockage, uh, Dr. Jill couldn't help you. She would watch you suffer and die, and the only thing she would say is, what's a chicharroni? Uh, so, again, she's not really a doctor, just like Joe Biden really isn't all there. You know, it's, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors, but even that gets old after a certain time. And uh, what was the latest thing I read? Because I read it this morning, and it was funny to me. And if it's funny to me, then chances are some of you who share my sense of humor will find it funny as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden says that whenever he hears uh, hail to the chief, he wonders to himself, where's the president? I think that is a sentiment shared by most Americans now, uh, because as I am recording this program, the CPI data just came out. We've been talking about it on and off pretty much every month because it's important. I know. When's the rapture? Not yet. Calm down. Stop packing. Don't give away your belongings quite yet. So, uh, you know, as long as you're still living here, you should probably be aware of what's going on. Uh, CPI data is in. It's not good. Uh, it's, it's become a pattern that they try to aim low, and whenever it gets announced, it just gets blown up. It's, what, 9.1 today? They were hoping for an 8.7. 
Uh, that's a big stretch, kids. So what this means, and we'll get into different things. We'll read a couple articles. But what this means is that come the next Fed meeting, 0.75 uh, basis points is your best case scenario. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Fed pumped it up one full point. That means that if you were hoping to get a car loan, home loan, I don't know, a, a loan to fix your lazy eye, if that's a thing, uh, you'll be paying more in interest because that's the way it works. So, Dr. Jill, being the intrepid scholar that she is, a woman who retains a doctorate, even though it's fictitious, uh, told the Hispanic community in a speech that they were as unique as breakfast tacos. Now, whoever wrote this speech, trust me when I tell you, was a genius. Because the comment is interchangeable to whatever class of disenfranchised, unwashed people Jill Biden goes to speak to. And when I say disenfranchised and unwashed, that's Jill Biden's estimate of the people that she's talking to. Because notwithstanding the fact that she can't say the word bodega, Jill Biden has never been in a bodega. Okay, 2% chance that she's been in a bodega. You know why? Because she really had to pee. And she talked Joe into pulling over and said, I don't want to go in there. It looks so dirty, but I have to go. And Joe, you know, being Joe, being from the old school, just go squat behind the car, woman. But she said, no, Joe, I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to walk into a bodega. That's the only way Jill Biden's ever been near a bodega. But these people feel the need to pander because that's all they have. So, hola, hola, como esta? You're a beautiful, so is it hard shell? Well, breakfast tacos are soft shell, aren't they? So, yeah, because I've, I've had a couple. You know, they are delicious, depending on who makes them. But consider this, that if Jill Biden had six different speeches to six different ethnicities that day, she could have used the same speech, only interchange the food staple. So if she went to, I don't know, a group of Chinese people, you are as unique as egg rolls, she would have said. Irish people, you're as unique as haggis. Indian people, you are as unique as a bowl of curry. Now, I, you know, I'm sure she knows how to pronounce curry, but eh, 50-50. She's not the brightest bolt. But then again, you know, like people attract like people. So given that Joe Biden has the intellect of an earthworm, you don't imagine that he married a Rhodes Scholar. And every time she opens her yap, it's demonstrably proven that Mr. Robinette Biden didn't marry a Rhodes Scholar. So, the guy who wrote it, smart guy. Ten speeches, ten different food staples, and all of them were beautiful and unique. Now, granted, the Spanish community took a little bit of an offense, because they're like, por que? Por que we are the tacos? Why can't we be menudo? Why can't we be chicharrones? 
I mean, chicharrones are unique, and they're crunchy. But First Lady Jill Biden butchered the pronunciation of bodega, because, you know, she's a doctor, and asserted that the Hispanic community is as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. See, now, now there's like 6,000 different jokes swimming around in my head, and I'm going to be very good, and I'm not going to tell you any of them, because they may be misconstrued, even though uh, I identify as Hispanic. There you go. That's the new thing, isn't it? We're all identifying as something. Well, I identify as Hispanic. I'm a yummy breakfast taco. Uh, by the way, you know, again, see, this is what happens when, when, when words don't mean things anymore. This is what happens when you, when you can redefine everything around you. Uh, the latest thing, and I got so angry that I actually wrote a little blurb on the blog about it. Uh, there, there's actual clergy, there's pastors and evangelists and whatnots that are coming out saying that God is pro-choice. Uh, he's uh, A-OK with uh, baby killing. So, you know, but if boys can be girls, why couldn't God be pro-choice? There you go. Nothing means anything anymore. Because we've taken words and we've twisted them to mean the opposite of what they were intended to mean. And uh, I often wondered, I'm like, you know, it is, uh, the, the, the whole passage in Jeremiah, it, it's not that I didn't believe it. But I, I thought it was a bit of a stretch. Because it says, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And I'm going, who, who would go to that extent? Who would be that depraved as to call evil and evil good? And now you have pastors. You have clergy. You have deacons. You have entire denominations coming out and saying, uh, yeah, if you're pro-life, you're doing the devil's work. If you want to save babies... You're Hitler. But if you want to kill them, if you want to kill them all, well, then you're doing work of the Lord. So even though I thought that scripture, when I read it, seemed like a stretch, it's proven itself to be true and accurate. There was no hyperbole about it. There was no exaggeration. It is true. That should floor you. Because we're not talking about just ghouls like, I don't know, Joe Biden or that, that, that hook-nosed person who's a senator from New York. Oh, Chuck Schumer. Uh, I'm not talking about these people that speak out of both sides of their mouth and never mean what they say. Church folk, honest-to-goodness, supposed pastors. And they're trying to equivocate, you know, well, you know, if men could get pregnant, psh, this wouldn't be a discussion. If men would get pregnant, there wouldn't be, you know, any sort of argument. Says who? First of all, and I know, Beth Moore fans, perk up your ears. First of all, men are more responsible than women. We probably not get pregnant as readily as women do. I know, oh my, listen to a misogyny. It's the truth. Left brain, right brain, look it up. There, there's some 
schmuck guru back in the early 90s. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Yes, we think different. What does that have to do with what the Bible says? See, this is, this is the problem when church becomes a place of social justice. This is the problem when church becomes the place for reproductive rights. Nobody's stopping you from reproducing. The only thing we're saying, hey, maybe don't kill the kid. Maybe have enough wherewithal to say, no, thank you, Jorge, or Jamal, or Bob, or Mike, or whatever Indian name. I don't know any Indian names. Uh, Habibi. I know, that's racist. Anyway, no, thank you. Not today. When we get married, when you put a ring on it, as the kids like to say, sure, we will procreate and have ourselves a bunch of little Habibis. But nobody takes personal responsibility anymore. Nobody looks in the mirror and says, you know what, today I'm not going to be a hoe. We take the easy way. Just kill it, kill it, kill it. But it's, it's, it's you know, saying mama. It's waving at you. Look at it. It's got your eyes. I don't care. Kill it. So, yeah, uh, I'm a rising phoenix. We're a, we're a nation on the brink of revival and recovery. Uh, grow up. You're a nation on the brink of judgment. Deserved, well-deserved, long-deserved, overdue. First Lady Jill Biden. I, I love this story. It's such a good story. Buenos dias, breakfast tacos. Uh, butchered the pronunciation of bodega and asserted that the Hispanic community is as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. While speaking at a Latin inclusion luncheon in the Texas City Monday. <laughs> oh, I'm not. It's, this, this is what you get when you let dumb people lead you. I know. But Trump wasn't smart. Well, you don't become a billionaire being a dummy. Now, on the other hand, uh, Mr. Robinette Biden has been leeching off the public teeth since he was 20. So. You tell me who had a better shot at running this economy. But you know what they say, don't cry over spilt milk, uh, but that milk seems to be the arterial blood of the American economy. Uh, let's talk about that a smidge, because, you know, why not? It's a Wednesday. I even... Uh, Went all out and got myself a delicious beverage from the coffee shop. Uh, I, I think I'm going to start doing the chicken wing thing. Because at some point, if inflation keeps rising at this rate, a cup of coffee is going to be $18. And, and that's when you're, you're supposed to have had your fill of coffee to the point that when you see coffee, you get disgusted. And you're like, look at all those losers paying 18 bucks a cup. I was only paying 425 Allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. And we shall continue. Because, hey, the Church of England decided, you know what, we want to prove that we're dumb. So uh, we'll get into that, too. Mmm, it does taste better when someone else makes it. Anyway, 
Inflation in these United States, already at a 40-year high, rose to an annual rate of 9.1% in June. The Department of Labor said Wednesday. This is the highest rate since 1981. Next month, it'll be the highest rate since I was born. I was born in 75. I was six years old in 1981. Inflation hasn't been this bad since I was six. And just as an aside, if you think that inflation is only 9.1% year over year, uh, you haven't been to the grocery store lately. Uh, I, ha- I had a friend who, <laughs> right as this came out, it was like uh, 7.42 this morning, uh, central time. So the report came out at uh, 8.30 Eastern, and he wrote me, uh, yeah, 9.2, whatever. Uh, I used to pay uh, – 30 bucks for a bag of dog food. Now it's $62. I should go to the store and tell them I want a refund. Inflation's only 9.2%. So, uh, it's, look, this is, this is the best number they could get to after manipulating it up to the point of being criminal if they get caught. Do you understand this? So this is, this is putting lipstick on a pig throwing a wig on it, giving it a bath, hoping that no one notices it's still a pig. So 9.1 isn't like, oh, well, you know, we were estimating 11 and a half, but we came under. They were estimating high. The highest it could go, they said, 8.7. Last month, they said the same thing, and we overshot. We overshot this month, too. Economists, whatever they're good for, had expected CPI to rise at an annual rate of 8.8%, up from 8.6% in May. They expected a month-over-month increase of 1.1%. Inflation has American families hard, has hit American families hard. Somebody should proofread these articles before they put them up. That's sad. I write better than this. Uh, inflation has hit American families hard by raising prices for everyday necessities like food, gasoline, housing, transportation, and utilities. Huge increases in the price of gasoline in June, which hit new all-time highs several times during the month, started to sap household and business spending on other items. Economists look to subcategory of inflation that excludes food and fuel prices as a better guide. Yes, because, you know, as long as you can live without fuel and food, inflation's only 6% or so. Now, you couple that with the reality that uh, income is going down among middle-class families. Because they were getting really excited about unemployment. Look how low it is. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's all kids hired as waiters for the summer. These, these are not jobs that somebody can sustain a family on. So any news that they point to saying, well, this is good news, is a head fake. 
It's good news for a day until new numbers come out to blow the other numbers out of the water. So 9.1%. Now, everyone is saying that the Fed had to raise interest rates again by 0.75%. Uh, at 9.1% inflation, there's a good chance that they're going to hit a full point. Uh, where do we go from here, my dear? Well, as the kids like to say, nowhere good. Now, I understand, you know, nationally speaking, everything's crumbling around us. But at least we have good international representation. None other than Mr. Joe Robinette Biden abroad. He was in Israel, and as he is wont to do, his speeches being compared to the greats like Reagan and John Kennedy Jr., or is it John Kennedy? Whichever, the, the one that was president, not the one that died in the plane crash. Joe Biden was in Israel, and he vowed to keep the truth and honor of the Holocaust alive. That's right. You heard it correctly. I didn't stutter. I'm not Joe Biden. President Joe Biden wasted no time after landing in Israel on Wednesday to commit an embarrassing brain freeze moment. During his remarks at the arrival ceremony at Ben-Gurion Airport near Tel Aviv, Biden vowed to keep alive the honor of the Holocaust before correcting himself. The president was speaking about his planned trip to Yad Vashem and participating in a wreath-laying ceremony at the Hall of Remembrance, a Holocaust commemoration site in Israel. <laughs> Biden said, I will, once more, return to the hallowed ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives who were stolen in a genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness to keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, horror, those we lost, that we never, ever forget that lesson. So this is as lucid as Mr. Robinette Biden has been in quite some time because he actually corrected himself. So it's not the honor of the Holocaust, dear friends. It's the horror of the Holocaust. But any sane person with, uh, you know, neurons firing properly up in the old brain casing would have known to say horrors rather than honor. Just pointing that out. I know. Might you judge him so harshly? No, I judge him rightly. But that's okay. Go back to Beth Moore and say you, say you did your job. You, you did okay. All right. Now, the Church of England, and this is a fun story because, you know, you know how the classic go-to by most lukewarm churchgoers is the, well, you know, as long as there's still more of us than there are of them, we're going to be okay. 
I, I, I think we should put that particular one to bed. We should uh, mothball it because I don't, I don't see it as, as, as being truthful anymore. The Church of England says there is no official definition of a woman. That's right. You heard it here first. A senior bishop of the Church of England said this week that the church has no official definition of a woman amidst an evolving understanding of gender in the contemporary world. I'm waiting uh, for the non-binary Bible to be published by somebody where Mary is no longer a virgin of the female persuasion Uh, And I know you're thinking to yourself, Mike, come on. These are just exaggerations. You you, you need to let your mind, you know, not wander so much anymore. Want to bet? I give it two years. If we're still spinning, if the Russians haven't decided they've had enough of this administration and this fool, and just, just lob a few nukes our way, I give it two years before the non-binary, non-gender-specific Bible comes out. Hmm? Yeah. A senior bishop of the Church of England said this week, the church, uh, and uh, I use that term loosely, I don't know about you, has no official definition of a woman amidst evolving understanding of gender in the contemporary world. Adam Kendry, a lay member of the General Synod of the Anglican Church's legislative body, posed a written question. What is the Church of England's definition of a woman during the July 8th to the 12th meeting of the Synod? In his response, Dr. Robert Innes, and I'm assuming uh, Dr. Innes got his degree and his doctorate in the same place Jill Biden got hers, the church's bishop in Europe and chairman of the Faith and Order Commission, I love big, boisterous titles. Give it me. What's what's your title? I am uh, the chairman of the Faith and Order Commission sanctioned by uh, none other than Agrippa the 76th during our synod or synod of 1827. Stop. You're a moron. If you don't know what a woman is, I don't care how many titles you have. I don't care that doctor is before your name. You're a buffoon. You're a moron. You should not be holding any type of office in any type of church. You should go off on a pilgrimage in the woods, lathering yourself in honey, hoping you get attacked by a bear. And while you're being eaten alive, have the epiphany that, hey, I know what a woman is. But that's neither here nor there. The response of the good doctor was this, there is no official definition, which reflects the fact that until fairly recently, definitions of this kind were thought to be self-evident, as reflected in the marriage liturgy. 
Bishop Innes stated, I know everything changed recently. Because crazy people say so? Because people with mental disorders decide they're it, they, them, this, that, whatever? I'm a Z. Nope, you're a dork. There's no Z in dork. Anyway, I know. Mike, you need to be tolerant of... No, you don't. That's the thing. No. You don't need to be tolerant of different genders. There's two. There is the man and there is the woman. And that is all. Methinks the book of Genesis makes that pretty clear. Anyway. The good doctor said there's no official definition. (laughs) So stupid. Why am I? This is dumb. This is, I'm sorry. We deserve it. We deserve to live in a post-apocalyptic world where we're hunting rats with spears and being thankful for the bounty of sucking the brain out of a rat skull after we cooked it over an open fire. That's what we deserve. This is the madness that the world has descended into. And you're telling me to hold out hope for the rising phoenix? Are you mad? The LLF project, however, has begun to explore the marriage complexities associated with gender identity and points to the need for additional care and thought to be given in understanding our commonalities and differences as people made in the image of God. See, and there you go. They had to throw God in because it's a church. Well, if you're made in the image of God, then you got one of two choices. Look down and tell me what you are. Man or woman. Exactly. But hey, I identify as Hispanic, so why not? The Church of England is just the latest among progressive voices to express skepticism over the nature of womanhood. If I may, I believe the nature of womanhood is self-explanatory and evident to anyone with the sense of touch or eyes. Last March, Judge Kentaji Brown-Juxon, yes, indeed, refused to offer a definition of woman during her confirmation hearing as justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. Don't you feel good about that? Senator Marsha Blackburn, Republican Tennessee, asked Judge Jackson, can you provide a definition for the word woman? To which Jackson replied, I'm not a biologist. Well, apparently the chairman of the Fed is not an economist either. I can't. Why? Why do you people make me do this every week? This is what we've descended into. And if, if holding out hope for the rising phoenix is what keeps you animated and going, that's fine. But eventually that that false hope will be smashed asunder by the hammer of reality. 
And that's a moment I, I don't want to see among my brethren. Because there, there's nothing more heart-wrenching than shattered hope. And this is what we're veering towards as the church in America. Because I'm getting more and more correspondence from some of you. Well, brother, you know, the worse it gets, the better our chances. Our chances of what exactly? What, for the, for the people in, in, in power to be R instead of D? Do you not understand that even if the Republicans sweep this year, even if they sweep in 24, it would take not only decades to bring this nation back on track, it would take an act of God. People have been living above their means for so long in this country, thinking that it will never end. And rather than saying, this is the best I can do, I'll save up and buy something else later, they've stretched themselves to the point that there's no way out for them. Innes's response met with mixed reviews from members of the Anglican Church. England's first woman priest, Reverend Angela Bernays Wilson, Again, I, I, I will be labeled a misogynist if I point out the fact that England has a woman priest. So is she a priestess? Do you call her priest Angela or priestess Angela? I'd like to know because there, there's certain satanic covens that have priestesses. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm speculating. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, it's like Santeria. They got the priestesses. Since we're all breakfast tacos, we'll, we'll talk about the darker side of uh, the Hispanic community. That is the Santeria, the priestess of Santeria. She cut the chicken, you know, and she, she throw the bones. And, oh, you are going to marry the love of your life. But I'm already married. Well, you're still going to marry the love of your life. Anyway. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I know. I know. See, there goes Mike beating up on women again. No. No, I'm not. But there is an established order. Call it patriarchy if you want. But argue with God. God established order for a reason and a purpose. When you do away with the pre-established order of God... You get people like Priestess Angela Berners Wilson saying, we need to be very sensitive. And maybe we need to re-examine our boundaries when it comes to what a woman is. Maya Forstarter, on the other hand, executive directors of the Sex Matters campaign group said, the bishop's answer was shocking. When the government redefined women through the Gender Recognition Act, the Church of England could have struck with its long-established understanding, which makes sense whether your starting position is biology. <gasps> I know that science, though, the only science that applies is the science of the COVID vaccine. 
any other science is questionable, the only science that you can't question is whether uh, the, 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 the efficaciousness, I know, I know you're using big words. Okay, efficacy of the COVID vaccine, that could never, ever, ever be called into question. Except that now it is by none other than Il Dottore Fauci himself, which goes, eh, the vaccine don't work so good. Uh, the WHO, the people that insisted we have to vaccinate people in utero. If you're pregnant and ha- planning to have the baby, we will inject a needle into your uterine wall, find the baby's thigh, and give them the COVID vaccine. That's how important it is. Now they're backpedaling and saying, well, you know, the risks of getting an unproven chemical shot into your body uh, probably higher than the rewards uh, thereof. So I know those of you that held out, salute, I'm with you. Mike, you shouldn't say that. What if you discourage somebody from getting vaccinated? I may have just saved their life. So, you know, call me Dr. Feelgood. Anyway, this coffee tastes more caffeinated than the other one. Uh, it may be that. Uh, that's, that's why I'm so excited. It is shocking that they so readily gave up the definition of man or woman for the state to amend as if this fundamental truth did not matter. Indeed. Now, the question that you need to ask yourself is if this fundamental truth didn't matter to the Anglican Church, which one will? Because there's, there's really no more hills for the church to die in, are there? We, we've abdicated, we've given up so much ground with this working theory that when the time comes, we will pick our battle. When the time comes, we should stand. Yes, indeed, we shall stand like the knights of bold with, with, with our swords drawn from our scabbard and a war cry on our lips. We shall look evil in the eye and say, come and get it, devil. Nope, never going to do it. Because every time we acquiesce, every time we surrender, every time we pacify ourselves with, next one, man, next one. Just, just wait for them to start X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I don't know. You, you, you got... You got Drag queens reading to kids and, and, and bouncing them on their laps in churches. I, how, how much further are we going to get? I mean, are we stopping at, hey, the Church of Satan wants to draw a pentagram uh, on, on, on the, you know, altar. Uh, not this, we'll, next battle, man, next battle. We'll, we'll get them next time. We're, we're, we're just going to marshal our forces now. We're going to. We're going to get them next time. They want to sacrifice a goat in the sanctuary. Well, you know, at least it's not a cow. Anyway, you get, you get the drift. Uh, 
So apparently uh, what happened in Sri Lanka is uh, spreading far and wide. Albania seems to be in the throes of the same problem. There are a myriad, I know, big word, that's a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of Chinese people protesting in front of their banks because their banks are like, nah, we're not going to give you your money back. Uh, individuals attempting to withdraw legal tender um, are being told by banks that we're just not going to let you. Um, anyway, American prophetic, I know, perk up your ears. Uh, I give it maybe another quarter, so three months, before you start seeing widespread cash shortages in the U.S., so if you still have a legal tender in the bank, if you haven't spent it all on uh, increased food prices, probably a good idea uh, to, to have a few greenbacks under your uh, mattress. Uh, because, mm, I, look, I, I, I don't want to tell you where my mind's going, but seeing what I'm seeing in the world, um, it, it's good to have a little cash in your house. Because if what is happening in China and Sri Lanka and Albania and other places will start happening here, then you're going to go to the ATM and beep, 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 and they're knocking. Where's my money? And then you're going to go to the store and uh, we cannot accept credit cards at this time. Do you have cash? So just a thought. I know nobody uses cash anymore, Brother Mike. You're so 1982. I am. But then again, so are we all. We haven't seen inflation this high since 1982. See how I brought that back around. I, I'm, a, I'm a verbal genius. I, there you go being immodest again. What happened to humility? I, it, it, it went for a breather. I kid. What are, there's, there's only so much bad news we can take. The human psyche uh, is... is, is it doesn't do well with just constant bombardments of bad news. So we got to sprinkle some humor in wherever we can. But uh, last week we talked about uh, Sri Lanka. And, uh, well, you know, that, that, that whole thing. Uh, now former president of uh, Sri Lanka, uh, Gotabaya Rajapaska, fled the country reportedly taking a military jet to the Maldives on Wednesday, shortly before he had agreed to resign from office. But I thought the people love you, and you love the people. Why did you not stay to love the people? Sri Lankan officials conferred presidential powers to Prime Minister Ranil Wickremesinghe, who had also agreed to resign this week, as a temporary solution to the power vacuum that the last uh, Rajapaska family member in power left upon departing the country. So uh, they, made, uh, they made the prime minister president a man who would also said, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Uh, so it, we'll make you president. Just, just give us a couple of days. We'll make you president. How about that? So I'm waiting for him to flee. Uh, within a week. So pretty much uh, that, that whole country is just off the rails. 
that's what happens when you have a breakdown in infrastructure. That's what happens when you have a breakdown in society. Uh, Rajapaska had refused to resign after months of protests and gulf the nation, a result of what uh, Wikramesenge described in June as complete collapse of the nation's economy. The Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka, I know, see, I'm sure that some uh, white lady pretending to be an Indian, uh, I don't, Liz Warren perhaps, or maybe uh, the donkey-faced albatross knowing, uh, known as uh, Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I'm, I'm waiting for them to slip up. I'm waiting for one of them, being as zealous as they are for the onset of socialism in America, to go, they couldn't make it work because they were brown people. They weren't smart. They were brown people. Uh, because, hey, I thought socialism was supposed to be utopia. Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka. They were what a lot of young people in America want. They were socialists, i.e. communists. But why could they not make it work? What happened to the rupee? Because socialism disincentivizes people from putting in their eight hours from working, from trying to make something of themselves. If you're disincentivized from sweating and, and earning your daily bread, like the Bible says, then you're going to sit back, relax, sip yourself a nice little coconut water. I've never had coconut water. Don't know what it tastes like. But apparently... Uh, if you drink enough of it, you get the runions. Anyway, uh, why, why shouldn't I just sit and enjoy the sun? Well, because eventually uh, your socialist republic will collapse. And when that happens, uh, it's chaos. It's just chaos, man. It's chaos. It's like chimichangas. It's chaos. All right. So. The Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka is enduring the worst economic crisis in its history. The result of the Rajapaska... No, it's not the result of the Rajapaska family. It's the result of the policies the Rajapaska family implemented, which were socialist Democrats. Gotabaya, his brother and fellow former president Mahinda, and a cautery of a one point over 40 Rajapaskas in ministerial positions at a national level. So these people, one of them, oh, it's, okay, see, I know, now, now you're going to think I'm mean. I'm not. This is the reality of it. Have you noticed in some airports, in a food court, all the food court is run by like one Indian family? And I'll bet you, if you go back far enough, one of them got hired there 10 years ago. And eventually, they brought their entire family, like cousins, uncles, third cousins, all work in the same food court in the airport. This is basically what happened to Sri Lanka. One guy got in and then 
every single person that was family got a job somewhere. I know, I know you're thinking to yourself, you have to hire people on merit. I mean, that's just insanity. It, it's, it's like hiring somebody to be assistant DHS secretary just because they're a dude pretending to be a chick. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so uh, the entire family began engaging in irresponsible spending sprees, heavily indebting the country to China and imposing environmental policies that made it impossible for the country to feed itself. By the way, the environmental policies they implemented weren't more coal, more gas, drill, baby, drill, even though they don't have oil. The environmental policies they implemented are the same environmental policies that Mr. Robinette Biden and his adult diaper are regurgitating. Yeah, keep that in mind. Sri Lanka ran out of foreign currency reserves and has so much debt, Wikremezingi said in his June address to Congress that foreign governments and corporations were hesitant to sell anything to the country, even if it offered cash. So we pay you cash. I don't believe you. But here is the money. I don't believe you. Sri Lankans are currently struggling to avail themselves of nearly every basic good and service in a functional society. Food, medicine, both oil and gas fuels, and reliable access to electricity, among others. So they're the new Venezuela. And pretty soon we're going to be the new Sri Lanka. Multiple Sri Lankan news outlets confirmed early Wednesday that Gotapaya Rajapaska and his wife had left the country, landing in the Maldives on Wednesday afternoon. The Sri Lankan Air Force, well, right now, the Sri Lankan Air Force is one guy with a paper airplane going, come on, what's Sri Lankan Air Force? You don't have food, you don't have gas, you don't have medicine, you don't have oil. You don't have electricity. So that's the Sri Lankan Air Force now. One guy in a paper airplane making airplane engine noises. But yes, the president has left. The, <laughs> the prime minister has been made president, and then I guess next week he's going to quit. Uh, and the janitor uh, will be <laughs> elevated to the glorious office of president of Sri Lanka. I can't. I know. Mike, you shouldn't be laughing. I'm not. But what do you want me to do? You want me to cry? I, I'm saving my tears for when that happens here. I'm saving my tears for when we are Sri Lanka, only with enemies licking their chops and trying to work out how they're going to divvy up the spoils. So uh, there, there's only so many tears in this body of mine, and I'm saving them for when I really need them. Anyway, that's what's happening in the world. I know, I know. But Brother Mike, Rising Phoenix, 
Yeah, well, from your lips. Anyway, may God bless you. May God keep you. And Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Um, Pray for us. Yeah, we are opposing this drag show they want to bring into our park, public park in front of kids, July 30th. We're called for a protest, and um, it'll be in Watertown, Wisconsin, from 11 to 5. It's gaining steam. Friday, they're doing a, a VCY America's doing an interview about it, and um, we want to say not in our town, and we don't want to be the kind of people that let the devil walk into town unopposed when it comes to something that reprobate and decadent. And I can't believe we've had to go in front of the city council twice to actually encourage them to deny the permit, which they haven't done yet. Although our mayor is, uh, goes to evangelical church, a sad state of American affairs. And it's exactly what Mike said, you know, judgment is warranted in America. The one thing the church doesn't do enough is battle the things that have crept in of a level that if you tried to have a gay parade in a Muslim country, I wonder what would happen. You try to have a gay parade in Saudi Arabia or other Muslim countries, what would happen? Now, I do not advocate going out and killing the opposing people, but they would vehemently oppose that. And yet in the country that's supposed to be the light on the hill and the example for the world, we've become an example of hedonism. We're not the America of 1776 on any level or the 13 colonies that fought for spiritual and religious freedom. Our Ivy League colleges are steeped in communism, socialism, hedonism, although they used to be Bible colleges. And like Mike said, the growing yell of let's kill more preborn babies any way we can, the world's taking note of it. That's why Revelation 18 says when Babylon's judged, the world will hiss, actually mock our country because of its evil. Just pray for us. We stand in the gap for the Lord and for what we believe should be an event that should be absolutely not allowed in our town. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all.